So today's theme is blessing, what it is, what it isn't, and why it's powerful. We have two Bible readings today. One is from Numbers. And it's interesting, I was listening to that and singing that um, song there. With Jesus, the Father turned his face away from Jesus. But in this blessing, the Father turns his face toward us. That was just cool. Anyway, uh, from Numbers, chapter 6, verses 22 to 27. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. And there's a second reading from, we'll come up in a second, from Ephesians chapter 1 verses 1 to 3. From Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, I am an apostle because that is what God wanted. To God's holy people living in Ephesus, believers in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Christ, God has given us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly world. That's pretty big. <laughs> we are going to speak the Apostles' Creed now. Someone told me many years ago that this is a declaration of our faith, so I encourage everybody to stand as you are able as we declare what we believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. I'd ask you to be seated, and we're going to have a video message from Pastor Stephen.
bless you. What? I said bless you. Why did you say that? I don't know. When someone sneezes, you say bless you. But what does it even mean? I don't know. Well, why say it then if you don't know what it means? Hello my friends, great to be with you today. My name is Pastor Stephen, I'm a retired pastor, retired due to spinal injury. And being up front in person is incredibly challenging for me. So being able to preach to you today in this accessible way via video is a real godsend and I thank you for receiving it today in this format. Why even say it if you don't know what it means? As annoying as my sister was, she was right on the money, wasn't she? Why say something and not know what it's about? You know, sometimes in our faith and worship, we go through the motions and forget the meaning behind the words, or we're distracted and caught up by the process that we aren't even aware of what we're saying, singing, or hearing. And maybe that's how it is for us when we hear a blessing in worship. So today, blessing, what it is, what it isn't, and why it's powerful. What is blessing? In social media, maybe you've seen the hashtag blessed. And here's an example from someone's Twitter feed. But my observation is that here it just means I'm lucky. I'm better off than you, materially or socially. A form of self-promotion or even bragging. And and that's not what blessing is in scripture. It's far removed from what Christian blessing is. Another way we use blessing is in the sense of giving permission and goodwill. Luke, you may marry my daughter. I give you my blessing. But you're not my dad. But that isn't what Christian blessing is either. I've seen instances where well-meaning Christian people have mixed up what blessing is and how it is to be used. I bless you. We bless you. Now, to be quite frank, if I say I bless you, it, it really doesn't actually mean much. Why? Stephen Abraham isn't very powerful. I'm probably the least powerful person you've ever met. I'm retired. I'm disabled. I can can't change your health, I can't turn water into wine, and most days I can barely get out of bed. So for me to say, I bless you, it doesn't carry much weight. And even for me as a pastor to say, we bless you, well, that doesn't make a lot of sense either. You see, in Christian faith and worship, I as a pastor don't bless you. God blesses you. I might raise my hands and say the words, but I perform the blessing on God's behalf. And that's an important distinction. Let's have a look at the Bible verse that concludes many Christian worship services across all denominations. It's from Numbers 6, 22 to 27. The placement of these verses about blessing seems unusual. 
It's preceded by specifications for the vocation of Nazarites. These were male or female individuals from any of the 12 tribes of Israel who took a special vow of consecration for special service amongst the people of God. They were sometimes called the monks and nuns of ancient Israel. And this is important, and I'll come back to it later. So in verse 22, we hear, And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons. Who are they? Aaron is the high priest of Israel. He's in charge of Israel's worship. His sons, this is the tribe of Levi, the Levites. One of the 12 tribes, the 12 clans of Israel, and the one set apart as the priestly tribe. They were the clan who were to maintain the tabernacle and the temple, God's foothold on earth, his throne, the place where God meets his people. These were the people authorized to lead worship for all the tribes. So who are the Levites here today? Well, these are the pastors, lay workers and volunteer worship leaders, people trained and set apart to guide us in our worship. And the beauty of, the, of it is you don't have to be born of a special tribe of Levi if you want to serve others in worship. Any Christian can do this. So what are these worship leaders to do? This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, the Lord bless you. In Christian faith and worship, I don't bless you. God blesses you. All I am is an authorized person to perform this in worship. And that's an important distinction. It's not about me. Now, whenever a Christian worship service is done, some of us serve up the back, some of us serve from the side, and some of us serve up the front. A bit like the Levites, their task is to lead worship. Like Nazarites, they vow to put aside their selves, their egos, and serve God with what they've got, their personality, their body, the mouth they've been given. And that's highlighting what the Levites are to say when they give the blessing. The Lord bless you. It's not I, Stephen, disabled retiree who thinks he's master of Pac-Man and Zelda who blesses you. No, that's not worth much. And notice the language here. It's not a request. It's not... I'd like the Lord to bless you. It's not a command like a gift to Siri or Google when I ask them to play some music or turn on the kitchen lights. Hey God, bless the people. And it's not even a prayer. God, can you please bless these people? The language used here is a unique form of language only used in a few instances in human society. It's a type of speech act called a performative utterance. A what? A performative utterance. It's words that do what they say. The act of saying them does the thing. In Genesis, where God says, let there be light, and there is light. In Luke chapter 5, verse 
17 to 26, four friends bring a paralyzed man to Jesus so he can heal them. However, instead of only doing that, Jesus utters the words in verse 20, friend, your sins are forgiven. Now, human beings can't really do this kind of speech act thing. But in worship, it is got done on God's behalf. In the old confession, absolution pastors would say, I, as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And so on behalf of our Lord Jesus Christ, I declare to you, your sins are forgiven you. And boom, it happens as the words are said. So when a worship leader, an authorized person in the Christian community, says the words of blessing in worship, blessing happens. You are blessed. It's pretty cool. And that's the why and how of blessing. And so what is blessing and why is it powerful? And I think the rest of this uh, verse in Numbers spells it out for us. Bless and keep, which means to protect it has concern for safety, focusing on God's sheltering his people from evil and its effects. Make the face shine. This is a smile. <laughs> it's when someone looks you in the eyes and gives you their approval. It's a powerful sentiment. God's benevolent disposition towards you and be gracious. In this blessing, you experience God's grace and love for you, him carrying you through life's ups and downs. To lift up countenance or turn face towards or look upon you with favor, as the old blessings used to translate this. You have God's ear, God's attention, God's affection. I'm uh, amazed at this because if you know anything from watching Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know that when they open, when the Nazis open the Ark of the Covenant and try and look at God, they are obliterated. It's why Indiana Jones tells Marion, close your eyes and don't look. No one can look on the face of God and live in the Old Testament. And so... This is quite alarming and quite profound. God turns his face not away from you, but turns his face toward you with power and with approval. You are worthy of God receiving you. You are a holy person able to receive that and finally and give you peace the word here is shalom it's a state of wholeness it refers to peace in every aspect of your life six verbs then that together cover god's benevolent action from all kinds of angles and state god's gracious will for the life of his people it's not a request it's not a command it's not a prayer it is a blessing, a performative 
act. And finally, so they shall put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. When you hear it said in worship, it happens. And it's nothing to do with the worship leader. It is everything to do with God. The worship leader, they're just the forgiven, adopted priest of the moment called to say these divinely important words. They're just the conduit, the tool for the job. It's not them, but it's God's action that gets it done. Now, you know, before when I downplayed myself, talking about who I am and how little power I have, well, that was only half true. I'm actually kind of special. You are actually kind of special. And I know I'm just a floating face on a screen, but I ask you to join me and say aloud these verses from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. Here we go. From Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, I am an apostle because that is what God wanted to God's holy people living in Ephesus, believers in Christ Jesus, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In Christ, God has given us every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm. Who are you? You are God's holy person. What have you got going for you? Only every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm. I encourage you this week to do yourself a favour. Read the rest of Ephesians chapter 1 verses 1 to 11. Because you are actually really important. You're a vital part of God's kingdom. You are a bearer of God's blessing to those around you, Christian and non-Christian alike. You know, when I was a kid growing up in the church, I remember my pastor starting every sermon with this blessing that we hear in verse 3. The idea was uh, that before he even began preaching, you would receive God's blessing. Now that you know what blessing is, and what it isn't and why it's powerful, these words will mean something to you as I say them to you now. Grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Friends, what does it mean to be blessed? It's not wealth or riches. It's not great worldly success. It hasn't evaporated for you when life gets tough. You aren't unblessed if you're broke financially or emotionally. It's a perpetual state of receiving God's grace, his favor, his face shining on you, his arms carrying you, and his spirit guiding you, his love empowering you. Being blessed is a special place to be in. It's a place of grace, no matter the circumstance.
Oh, oh. 